Space Voralex, Finding Kimigo. Listen to audio extracts from this exciting companion to 2B Acting Selective Interactive Video Production, now showing on InView. If you enjoy adventures, conspiracy theories, and a gripping story, then this podcast is for you. Updated every two weeks. This extract from the Space Voralex, Finding Kimigo book is a work of fiction, names, characters, places, incidents and dialogues are products of the artist's imagination and should not be considered in any way as facts. Any resemblance to life or people, living or dead, events or theories is entirely coincidental. Visit 2beacting.com for information about the Space Voralex selective interactive video and how to obtain a copy of the book. Extract Summary The main character, Misha, is poised to take a drastic step that will end her life as she knows it. However, before she does, she documents how obsession, artificial intelligence and a savior complex has led to her decision. Her story starts where she is called to the hospital after her girlfriend, Kimigo, unexpectedly collapsed. In this podcast, Misha, shocked by the news of her girlfriend's hospital diagnosis, has to face a day of surreal happenings, with a shocking conclusion. Chapter 1, Part 2, What's Wrong? As promised, the doctor returns. I'm sorry about that. Her parents clearly don't like you being here. However, I'm Kimego's doctor and sometimes loved ones are more important for recovery than relatives. His demeanor is as gentle as his voice. Does he know he looks like one of the smooth sexy doctors on TV hospital shows? A full head of grey speckled hair, emerald green eyes, a chiseled jawline. It makes this whole situation feel even more surreal. Like this day is part of a TV drama that I've fallen into. Nothing is real. I'm just here to play the part of the grieving loved one, being given bad news. It's okay. They will not be moving her. As comforting as that sounded it was not the answer I wanted. Do you have any idea why she collapsed? The girl that found her, Christina. I spoke to her in the lobby. She said you know Kimigo better than anyone. Has anything like this happened before? Anything like what? Conversing in the abstract is difficult. Without knowing the problem, it's impossible to make sense of his questions. Look, you're obviously a little shocked by all this. Perhaps we can arrange another time to talk. Would tomorrow be good? What's wrong with Kimigo? Why is she strapped to those machines? I thought the nurses. What's wrong with her? We only share this information with relatives. What's wrong with my girlfriend? He hesitates. She's in a coma. What does that mean? Why is she in a coma? That's the problem. We don't know. Christina's frantic chatter as we walk to Betsy, goes unheard. My mind is raging. They really don't know why Kimigo will not wake. She never suffered from fits. There was no sign of a head injury, or a stroke. Her brainwaves show activity. Every test they have done says she should be awake. They have tried to kickstart her responses with stimulants, with no change. According to the doctor, this strange condition now warrants a visit from a specialist. A specialist to wake her. This is unreal. We have been sent away to draw up a diary of what she did for the 24 hours before she was admitted. Did something happen to her at work yesterday? She never said. When she got home she made dinner, which we ate, with a bottle of wine. I'm sure Christina and I drank more than her, so it can't be the drink, can it? After, I read, 
and she spent most of the time on her phone, as usual. Christina left for her night shift at the club, and that was it. In the morning, I dashed out late, leaving her in bed. Everything was normal, until Christina's panicked phone call. What's he doing? The alarm in Christina's voice is sufficient to rouse me from thought. Looking up, a tall balding man is seen peering through Betsy's rear window. Did I leave something valuable on the back seat of my car? My laptop computer comes to mind, but I'm sure I've put it in the boot. Hoy, you. Hearing my shout the man turns his head towards us. He doesn't run as expected. Instead he stands, staring at us, as though in a trance. I'm recording you. I hadn't noticed Christina's response to what seemed like an escalating situation. My mind imagined the tall balding man deciding to mount an attack, rather than escape. Verbal defense I can handle, the physical, I'm not so good, and I doubt the slimmer more petite Christina would turn any confrontation to our advantage. Fortunately, having the camera of the mobile phone pointing at him clearly was an unwanted intrusion, as he quickly disappears behind a large parked van. Stupidly, we both run towards the vehicle to see which way he headed. Surprisingly, he is nowhere to be seen. Did he duck behind some other car? Where did he go? I've no idea. Do you know him? No. You? Do you think he was trying to steal your car? Although unwanted, it was good to shift the talk away from the situation with Kimigo. As we drove we debated going to the police but as no crime was committed it seemed pointless but we have his face on video. You just have the face of a bald guy staring at us in a car park. I'm going to post the video online, someone might recognize the slimy thief. I think there are more important things to worry about. Sorry, I didn't mean, no. I'm trying to make sense of today. Maybe we could do with this distraction, post it. I turn to face her briefly, exchanging a warm smile, before concentration returns to the slow-moving traffic. Why is the traffic so heavy today? It's gone. What? The video. It's not here. You were just watching it. I know. It's not here. Not deleted, but no longer on her phone. Another subject, taking our minds away from today's event. Parking the car, the walk to our flat goes unnoticed. It took for the front door to fully open for the weight of depression to finally land. The kitchen area is a mess. The smashed cereal bowl scattered everywhere, with its milk-soaked content congealed around footprints, no doubt left by the attending medics. That, and the overturned dustbin, spilling a week's worth of waste onto the tiles. However, it is the spoon. Her spoon, laying on the floor, makes the whole situation unbearable. The spoon was a joke birthday present. It has her initials on the long handle which made it ideal for scooping the last of her favorite chocolate spread out of its jar. A chocolate spread fanatic, she claimed it to be her best present ever, showing how much I understood her. Since then the spoon has been used for almost everything. Eating Chinese rice, stirring coffee, even using it as a knife to spread butter. Today it was her cereal, obviously in her hand when she collapsed, for it to be so carelessly discarded. Slowly I walk to pick up the piece of cutlery before sinking to my knees, sobbing. Christina could say nothing to stop the endless tears. For a brief moment she joins me. We cry, holding each other for comfort, until she regains her composure. Her insistence for me to drink the water, 
fetched from the tap, eventually stops my quivering lips. However, it is the forceful knocking on the door that halts the tears. For a moment neither Christina or I move. The knocking continues. Christina goes to the door shouting as she approaches. I'm coming. Before she opens the door an alarm in my head sounds, Christina, don't. What if it's the bald man? What? No, he wouldn't have followed us would he? Why? I don't know. To get the video, I don't know. The knocking, that had stopped when Christina shouted, starts again. Misha, we need to talk. It's a woman. She knows your name. The knocking stops. It's important. Who are you? Let me in. Nodding, we passively agree. Christina gingerly unlocks the door, allowing the woman to enter, which she does, closing it quickly behind her. Impossible. As the woman turns to face us it is hard to believe. She looks almost identical to Kimigo. The sparkle in her eyes, her complexion, the narrow jawline, her cute button nose. Just her long black hair that separates them. In truth they could be identical twin sisters. Am I just seeing what I want to see? Perhaps, soon, everyone will look like Kimigo. That is the end of the extract for this podcast. In the next podcast, another extract from the Space Vorilex, Finding Kimigo book. Misha must trust a stranger whilst attempting to find a professor that may help save the life of her girlfriend. Podcast narrated by AI-generated voices, Ryan and Sonia. Note, the extracts may not accurately reflect the words contained in the published book. For more information, visit 2beacting.com or be part of this exciting adventure by playing the Space Vorilex selective interactive video, now showing on 2B Acting's InView channel.